I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships because everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And as we continue, you are welcome to sit on your couch, relax, listen. If you want, you can pick up a notebook and a pen and write some notes. But today we are going to talk about branding, personal branding, and how we can use personal branding for recognition or to become known in a certain space or for a voice to be heard in a certain way, or as we also can say, an authentic way. So talking about authenticity, you know, if you look at the definition, it talks about your true personality, right? What is your true personality? Now, there's a lot of connotations around authenticity being either super negative, but if you look at authenticity as just being your true self, that is what the most important things. And one of the things which is interesting and it has been interesting in my career is that if you think about when you ask somebody that owns a business and you ask them about their brand, they usually go straight into saying, well, I am a creative strategist or I'm a brand strategist, or they start defining their brand as their tagline. And really the brand is about your true self. Who are you? What is that core personality that you bring? And you know, there's a lot of tests out there, and I'm sure some of you have done some of these like strengths finder, and I can tell you my top five strengths are adaptable, learner, futurist, strategic, and includer. So you can see that in my top five strengths, I have strategic as top of the five strengths, the learner, the futurist, and the strategic. So in a way, you can start to understand the brand that I would bring to the world through the strength finder. You would say, okay, she's adaptable, but she also thinks more big picture. She's very strategic about how she goes and does her work. She's a learner. And yes, I'm a learner. I love learning things. And that's why I come up with different strategies and projects and theories. And I'm also an includer. I love bringing people together. I love talking to people. I love knowing about their lives and their brand. And I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of took on this particular role was to really get to know people, get to know them deeply and get to help or support them to know themselves. So then they can create a brand they love. The other one that I love, and I studied this for a long time, another personality test is the Enneagram. If some of you have not heard of the Enneagram, it's very interesting. You should just go take a test and see what you are. 
Although I did study it for two years and I find it interesting when people say, I'm this number. And I'm like, "Mm, are you sure? Did you just take a test, read it and think you're that number? The Enneagram can be a little bit more complex than just that. But uh, my number is four in the Enneagram. And that is called in some of the books is called the individualist. It's funny about the Enneagram is that it gets to understand your dark side, your negative side, whatever side you want to talk about that. But one of the characteristics of a four is they're artistic, they're romantic, they can be melancholic, and they are known to be the special one. They may be a little bit dramatic, sensitive, very expressive, and they say self-absorbed. Some people may say I'm a little bit self-absorbed and temperamental. So as you can see, when you talk about personalities, there's the shadow side and the light side or whatever you want to call it. But the whole point of understanding your true self is so you can exude that true self more. And one of my theories is that the more you can be yourself and be your brand, then you attract the right people to your tribe. It's very interesting when I talk about archetypes because I can tell when somebody's not really defining their brand specific when I say, okay, pick one of these. And they're like, well, I'm all of them. I'm like, okay, but if I asked you to pick your top one, what would that be? And so you have to know yourself at that level. Yes, you are not one-dimensional. You are multidimensional. But in that multidimensionality, we have very specific characteristics. We are all different, but we, at the end, are one. And if you've heard some of my other podcasts, I talk about Carl Jung. I love his theory. I love what he's done. And I've studied him more and more when I get more in-depth with the methodology that I've created. And one of the things that he talks about is that your identity is actually an agglomeration of past lives, the collective unconscious. And so I love how he really positioned the authenticity of your true self as not just When you were born, this is the identity that you assumed, but you had identities that came through different ways or in different ways. Although if you looked at Freud, Freud thought that we came to this world in a blank canvas and we got to form that identity, right? Ourselves. I'm more in the camp of of Carl Jung in the collective unconscious because he was all about, we are all one, we are all connected. But in that same vein, we have characters. And one of the things that, why characters is so important, and I'll let you know why it's so important to branding, is because stories, right? We tell stories, we tell these stories with this certain character, with this person who was more of a professor, or somebody who was more of a romantic versus somebody who was more of an intellectual, right? These people have specific characters and they've built their entire story or movie around that particular character. 
And what is so important is that the more specific that you can get around that character, the more that you are intrigued about the movie or the story. Because now you start to understand, well, because this person is like this, they have these tendencies, and then you can start to understand their world, right? Which may be very different than your world. And that's what's important here, is to know that we all have, live in different worlds. And as a business owner, you need to understand that your client is different than you, right? So having empathy for these other characters is important for your business. And so let's go back to archetypes and really understanding how your true self can really help you define your brand. Now, one of the things that I find super interesting is that I'm taking this this course, I'm doing my PhD, and I love this university, by the way. It's, it's pretty incredible the way that they've really looked at teaching uh, in a more sustainable, relatable way. And the first class I took was all about authenticity. And I was like, wow, this is the school I really want to learn from. And it was more around who are you, right? If I asked you, who are you? And you said to me, well, I'm a professor and I teach economics and this is my career. That doesn't tell me anything about you. Okay, I know you're a professor and you teach economics, so probably like numbers maybe, but I don't know enough of your characteristics to really to be able to tell a story about you or to know more about you. So what are your characteristics that shine through? Who are you as a person, right? Yeah, great, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're you're a creative, you're a strategist, whatever, but who are you as an individual? That's what people want to know. And why do people want to know that? At the unconscious level, which we only use 97% of that. I mean, we use most of our life is, sorry, in the unconscious level. The conscious level is what's really tiny, right? So at the unconscious level, people have a hard time trusting you because they just don't know enough about your life, right? Know enough about you, know enough about what you do. So one of the things that I started, how I started utilizing the methodology was to put everybody in a sort of archetypical type, just like Myers-Briggs, just like Enneagram, just like the Strength Finder, they give you a type and that type defines your character. So when you're working at a company, you might be doing these types of personality tests And then they say, okay, you may have a difficulty getting along with this person because they don't think like you, you know, you're more structured, they're not as structured, and that might make you uncomfortable, whatever that is, right? So understanding your personality characteristics is important, not just at a personal level, but at a branding level, at a business level, at a corporation level, because that way... It's not just about showing your true self, 
but it's also about understanding others and how others act. And so when you think about this characteristic of who you are, how would you describe yourself? You know, what are the things that you would say about yourself that would give people a deeper understanding? And what does that do? That creates trust at a foundational level, right? At an unconscious level. And so the more you're able to show your true self, to be your true self, to talk about your passions, the more you are helping people trust you and know you, okay? So I was going to tell you about my archetypes. So in the methodology that I work, if you go to bespokebranding.io, you can find out your primary archetype. And that's great. The primary archetype is really essential to understand. But if you want to go deeper, understand positioning and strategy, you need to find out your secondary archetype. And that has a specific formula. That's why it's not in the quiz, because it's very complex to put together. It's possible, but it's a little bit more complex to put together primary and secondary And that's where I help from a bespoke branding agency to really help you understand that so we can go through the entire strategic positioning. But I am going to go ahead and tell you guys that I'm launching my book, Brand Therapist, which I'm really, really excited about. That book should be out in April. I'm turning in my final edits this week, which I'm super, super excited. But in that book, it talks about the theory of archetypes and why I chose to write that book and why archetypes are important, how archetypes can help us with that foundation of branding and how we look at branding through a psychological lens. Okay, and so in my archetypes are lover and magician. So I'm going to talk about the lover, right? Yes, as a young child, I was uh, always crying, very emotional, very dramatic. I would get angry when people didn't see things my way. Back to the Enneagram special, the special one. If you look at the lover, and I, and I have these um, amazing cards, the quote is, beauty is whatever gives you joy. And the lover sees beauty in the world and is attracted to things that enable them to experience life fully. The motivation is beauty. The need is to be attractive to others. The fear is being undesirable. And the behavior is surrounds themselves with people and things they love and tries to become more attractive to others and indulges in self-care. And that is very true about lovers. I can see that, yes, beauty is everything to me. And I'll give you an example of that. I have this electric toothbrush. And for me, it was important. If I'm going to put it out on my sink, it has to look good. But it has to function too. But for me although I'm an industrial designer, so I understand about function and beauty. For me, it has to look good first and then function. Okay, same with any sort of kitchen appliance, anything that I have, I want to know that it's beautiful. And then does it function? Now, uh, for me at this time, for the function is, is about 
let's say if I had to put it in percentages, the beauty is 60 and the function is 40. Now, for other, some people, it may be the beauty is 80 and the function is 20. For me, the function has to kind of work and work really well because the other thing about lovers is they like quality and quality is important to them. So the quality of the product is also essential. But I'll talk about, I always ask my guests to talk about their words, their archetypal words. We'll go with with mine. So passionate. For me, passionate is about doing things with excitement, with this life force, with totally surrounding myself in it and around it and with it, because that is what passion is for me. Indulgent. Indulgent is indulging in, I love food. I love indulging in, let's talk about chocolates or gourmet food or restaurants. I love indulging in different experiences. Like I love going to spas and indulging in a beautiful place. Remember beauty? Beautiful place, beautiful surroundings. That is what gives me joy. Okay. Instinctual. I do have this sort of instinct about things. So I kind of think about it and I'm like, hmm, this would be a good idea. This is not a good idea. And I really have this like visceral instinct about whether I want something or another. Um, And I don't know how to explain it. So sometimes people are like, well, tell me why. And I'm like, I don't know how to tell you why. I just want that or I don't want it or I'm attracted to that. And sometimes I just don't have an explanation for it. Emotional. I think when I was uh, younger, my mother would say I was very emotional. I cried all the time. And I remember my family came to visit us one time and... I got very angry because they were kind of mean to me and they were like, oh, Yamoka's too emotional and maybe emotional to sensitive. I think emotional is a good thing because we're open to experiences. We're open to feeling things, right? There's some people that block off their emotions and blocking off your emotions may not give you an openness to learn new things, to try new things, to experience new things. Compassionate. Yes. I think compassionate comes from when I was very young age, I kind of wanted to work with people who had disabilities and to be empathetic and compassionate towards them, compassionate towards the earth and the world and doing things that are right. My stepson has cerebral palsy and he's autistic, compassionate to him and understanding him And really being able to put myself in his shoes and try to communicate with his language and not my language. Really understanding what he's feeling at times and knowing that he's different than me and being compassionate towards a pure soul like he is. So those are the five words for lover. Now, if we go to the magician, which is my secondary archetype, we look at where there's a will, there's a way, and 
I totally believe that all the way through. I think I wouldn't be here right now with you if I didn't believe that there was a way to do things. So the magician sees the world as systems and is attracted to things that help them change, transform, and heal. So the motivation is change. The need is to transform. The fear is being undervalued. And the behavior is inquires about the world around them, sees the world as systems, and achieves unbelievable feats. And yes, one of the things that comes to mind right now is my coming to the U.S. I'm originally from Venezuela. I was born in Venezuela. And at the age of eight, I came to the U.S. because my dad did his Ph.D., but that wasn't the hard part. Um, we went back to Venezuela and then my dad got a job in Illinois. We lived there for a year. We went back to Venezuela and then I came on my own. And that courage and commitment and discipline to come back on my own by myself because I wanted to go to school in the U.S. I wanted to do university in the U.S. in the program that I was dreaming about was one of the things that I would say where there's a will, there's a way. And so really understanding the reasons we are who we are is really important as we think about our brand, because that is what's going to take our brand to the next level. So I'm adaptive. And remember, if you remember the strengths finder, adaptability was one of my top five strengths. So yes, I'm very adaptive and I've learned that, like I told you before, from moving from one country to another, back and forth, back and forth and adapting to cultures. And then I loved learning about people and cultures. When I worked at Procter & Gamble, I got to travel the world and talk to customers and consumers all over the world. And I loved understanding them, getting the deep knowledge. So when people would say, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we talking about this? It's because the customer doesn't understand that. And having that empathy and that compassion really helps you create something very special for that individual and that product. Insightful. I think insightful, I relate it back to the lover word, um, instinctual. And I think the insightful for me is I look at what insights have I gathered from my customers? What insights have I gathered from the people around me? And really use those insights as leverage and using them to build new products, build new things. And so insight for me is really important. And I'll look at things and I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And I'm always looking for the insights into different things. I'll tell you one of the insights that I had in one of my travels, I was in Japan and I wanted to ask a question around shaving your face and uh, women there shave their face when they start, when they're 16. And I knew this, but I had never been able to ask the question. And one of my colleagues was like, no, you can't ask that question. And I was like, why not? Can I try it and see where it goes and see, you know, what people say? And what was really interesting about it was that when we asked the question, it was like, yeah, I shave and yeah, I've done it since I was 16. That's pretty normal. They sell these products. People don't talk about it. And for me, it was an insight to why they did it. Because if you look at Japanese women, they have this beautiful skin. And for them, getting rid of that hair, that tiny fuzz on their face helped them 
integrate products and talked about how it made their face look better and the products went on smoother, makeup went on smoother. And so there's an insight around that, the insight that if you shave your face, you have a better better skin or things look better on your skin. So really understanding those intricacies, those things that otherwise you wouldn't get from an insight I think that for me was important. Persuasive. Yes, my brother would say that I'm persuasive or I just bug him to death. I don't know which one, how you define persuasive. But once I want something or want to do something, I'll make sure I figure out a way to get that done. Dynamic. Yes, I may be here one day and another day there. And through dynamic, the way that I think about it is, I teach classes at the university, I have my own business, I speak at different events, I'm an author, and, you know, I do different things. And I love this TED Talk around multidimensional beings, or what they called it, multidimensional lights. And I love the TEDx talk around that. I loved how she was able to talk about people that have different interests and that it was okay. You know, sometimes they want to put us in these boxes. And if you look at the test and if you go to bespoke branding that I owe and take the test, you will see that the first question is, are you dynamic or are you stable? I'm on the dynamic side, right? Some people on the stable side. And that part of me that loves to not only look at the linear way of things, but the paths, um, Maybe it's a puzzle, right? And and that's the way that I look at being dynamic. Magnetic. Magnetic, I think for me, is how attracted you are to things and how you magnetize not just to others, but how you attract as well. And for me, I've learned over the years and really in developing this methodology that magnetically you attract people who like what you do, who love what you're doing, those become your greatest allies. And so one of the things that I talk about in the theory is that each archetype has an opposite. And that opposite is your super fan, that early adopter, that person that loves everything that you do. So instead of trying to figure out, well, what's my mission What's my vision from thin air? Figure out what is your archetype and how can you tell the story around that character that you're forming? After you understand that character and that story, the next thing you should look at is who is my opposite and who am I telling the story to? And then talk about your offers to that particular character. You don't want to attract everybody in the world. Everybody in the world is not going to love what you do. And so you need to attract those individuals that most love your product. It's super simple. And that doesn't mean you want to attract others. I just love how people are like, well, my product is for everybody. Okay, fair. But if if you talk about your product is for everybody, who's that one individual that loves it the most? Okay, who's that one individual that will do anything to get a hold of your product? Who's that one individual that's your early adopter that loves every product you put out there? 
And that's who you design for. And those are the types of individuals who you want to attract. So if you're interested in knowing more about the archetypes, you can go to bespokebranding.io or soon here you can start pre-ordering the book, The Brand Therapist, and understand a little bit more about how archetypes and characters form stories that we can tell others. And brand awareness is about us being our authentic self. And if we can be consistent about who we are or what our characteristics are, people are going to start to know you and say, I love that person because she's such a rebel. Or I love that person because she comes up with these crazy ideas. Or I love that person because they're so intellectual. And you're going to start to be able to throw that back. If somebody says, I don't know if I like them or not, it's because you're not clear around your message of who you want to be. The more you can define that, the more you can have a tone of voice that describes your authenticity or your personality, the more that you're going to attract the right individual. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.